This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Des Moines. Now, today's biggest stories from the BMW of Des Moines Sports Desk. This is an X's and O's update on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. Today it's Iowa Football Media Day from Iowa City as Kirk Ferentz and the 2019 Hawkeyes will talk to the assembled media. Full coverage throughout the afternoon right here on 1460 KXNO. Iowa State basketball departs this weekend for Italy in their overseas trip. The Cyclones will play three games during the trip starting on Tuesday, along with games on Thursday and next Saturday. A big slate of games last night in the NFL preseason week one with 11 games including the Bears and the Panthers. Bears fall 23 313, but the highlight comes from former Cyclone David Montgomery. Right back to David Montgomery. Look at that stutter step. Patient. And David Montgomery, the third round pick, is in for his first NFL touchdown. The call from the Bears TV network. In Green Bay, the Packers picked up a 28-26 win against Houston in the third quarter. It was Al Lazard going high for a touchdown. Second down, seven. Williams kind of missed the block there. Here's a pick off touchdown. Lazard. 27-yard touchdown pass. The call from the Packers TV network. Tonight, the Vikings play their first game as they're on the road for the Saints. And on Saturday, the Chiefs take on Cincinnati. Yesterday, the Cubs began a four-game series with Cincinnati and the Reds. New addition, Nick Castellanos with the two-homer day. That is deep, and it is gone. Cubs lead 2-1. to one. A scintillating start to his Cubs career for Nicholas Castellanos. Clubbed a deep right. Aquino at the wall. It's gone. He's hit another one. Cubs win at 12-5 on the call from NBC Sports Chicago. The Twins fell again last night as they fall to Cleveland 7-5. The Indians now just a game back in the AL Central standings. Stay up to date at KXNO.com and all day on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios. You'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO. All right, hour number two, Miller and Condon. Five minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX. And Obama Bob, Trent and I will go around college football in about 10 minutes or so. And then we'll give away the Claxons barbecue. You know what we should do right now just to give our prospective contestants a bit of a heads up? Do you want to do that? Oh, the games that we're actually choosing this week? Well, we've got some NFL action on board. We do. That's a good thing. Last week. Our winner, yes, uh, did the did the lady win? Tracy went three and one. Also going three and one was Adam. Yes, Adam got the tiebreaker. But the tiebreaker was what? Home uh, runs, home by runs the twins. the twins. And everybody I thought was really low. They were they were facing the Royals, right? And then we got some ones, twos. Yeah, yeah. But Adam got the tiebreaker, so mm-hmm. he's got thirty five dollars to. Tracy's Claxons. got twenty five. Twenty five. That'll get you a real nice meal. 
at Claxon's and well, it's always a good meal when you go to Claxton's. Indeed it is. Great barbecue, and they'll make it possible at 1145-ish or so today. And here's what we're going to ask you. The Pirates and the Cardinals have a three-game set. As we said in the first hour, Trent, the Cardinals, they got to do it soon, right? They do, yes. They, they have to get a run here, and they have to have a run where it feels like it's not win a couple of series. they got to win 9 out of 11. They, they have to go... A stretch where they go fifteen and four. They got to have a real big jump here because they're not, four games back as they begin play today. It's not like the Cubs are going to play four hundred baseball the rest no, of the way. No, they, no, no. They have to have one of those big, significant mm-hmm. runs to not only get up there but maybe surplant the Cubs. And to do that, and of course, we know it happens at the end of the year too. The last three series, last, yes, they face each other. I was just looking at that. How many? So is that it? They've only got two series left, and they're both in. Uh, they've got a four-game set, the 19th through the 22nd of September. That uh, is at Wrigley, and then they host Chicago at Bush, the final three games. Uh, that is That's it. it. Yes, so they'll see the Cubs seven more times. Good news is the Dodgers don't have to see them anymore. The A's, who are playing good, yeah. don't have to see them anymore. Well, speaking of the Dodgers, what the other one of the other questions we're going to ask, and I like this one. I, I was proud of myself when I put this one on the board. Okay. Uh, will Christian Yelich and or Bellinger hit a home run tonight? Now, Yelich is banged up again. That back is continuing to bother him. We'll see if he plays. Maybe that oh, caveat's going to be that. there. Yeah, he's dealing with, again, that back injury. Imagine that guy just completely healthy. Oh, it's just he's so good. What, the, what, and and not only in the with a bat in his hand too. He can play the field a whole lot. Oh, absolutely. Thirty nine homers, eighty four knocked in, twenty three stolen bases, mm. hitting three thirty six, and doing it with a bulky back. Uh, and then we've got a couple of NFL games. We're going to throw uh, Kex and O's team on there. The Vikes get two and a half tonight in New Orleans, and the Chiefs tomorrow. What about this line? Chiefs are only three and a half point favorite over Cincy. It opened at five. It dropped down to three and a half. I mean, it's so hard to bet preseason. Do you like football. the Chiefs third teamers more than the Bengals third teamers? <laughs> just, I mean, that's what we're talking we know, about. Here. Right? Yeah, right. Such a crapshoot. But you know what? There'll be people firing next week. It's a sickness. I you know I'm sick. Yeah, but you stay away from the uh preseason for the most part. Really, that's only if it's somebody that I follow on Twitter that I mm-hmm. like their picks and know that they do their work. But no, I am not sitting here grinding away doing preseason games because that's what this is. It has nothing to do with Chiefs Cincinnati. This is easy. Why is it only because it's about third, 14? You're talking about guys 80 through 95 on the roster. Those are the ones that are determining who covers at the end of these football games. I was tempted to put the uh, Johnson uh, Little Leaguers in. Big one tomorrow. I didn't put it in, though. I thought, you know what? Yeah. Stay away from that. They're they play leaders. the winner of Minnesota-Missouri, which is happening right now. And that right game now. is being played right now. Minnesota is, let me put my glasses on. They're either. It's 2 nothing. last I saw. It is zip. the bottom of the fourth. So Minnesota, who they played yesterday and beat yep. yesterday, uh, they lead right now. So we could see them tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, 10 a.m. is the first pitch there. So you'll get to see the Johnston Little Leaguers. Now, this is not a true double elimination tournament. Though Iowa has not been beaten, whoever they play tomorrow will have one loss. It is a one-off championship oh, game. Oh, gotcha. Not a double You don't have scenario. to beat them twice. Right. So, Iowa yesterday, Johnston Kids used their number one, their ace, through 85 pitches. So, he's not going to be available for the game Saturday. So, they'll be going deeper. But to get there, Minnesota not only used their ace yesterday, also is using probably their twos and threes today. Yeah, sure. They're going to be down there. A lot of times, these championship games, you'll see a lot of runs scored. 
just because of the usage and the kids that are available to pitch by the time you get to this point. Well, uh, that'll be 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. ESPN, what's got that game? E, I believe that's big ESPN wow, for that amazing. one, too. And coupled with, uh, we might have some exciting news with those Johnston Little Leaguers. Well, if they make it, in, indeed. Uh, yes. That's for sure. So uh, we'll, we'll look forward to uh, making that announcement if, indeed, they get there next week. And tomorrow on KXNO Saturday pregame, Sean and Emery. Yeah, they have the coach, what, at 825, I want to say? That sounds right. Yeah, I, I saw so. that come across maybe this morning or last mm-hmm. night. But they'll have the coach hour and a half before the game starts. That's great. They'll have him. That'll be really cool. Well, look, at the coach gets it, too. He's got an opportunity mm-hmm. to uh, uh, give his kids a little pub. There's a ton of people listening to that Saturday morning show. And why mm-hmm. wouldn't they? These kids, uh, these kids, these guys uh, uh, are both going to be uh, doing this full time, I would think, or certainly going to get an opportunity to do that at some point. And uh, paying their dues, working Saturday mornings now, but they're doing a good job. Travis Burleson, the name of the head coach gotcha. for the Justin Little League. And those guys I'm talking about, Emery Songer and Sean Roberts, will be here tomorrow morning as they are every Saturday from 8 until 10. So that's 8.25 tomorrow morning. 8.25. Good it. stuff. All right, we've got Claxons to give away at about 11.45 or thereabouts. Bama Bob, Trent, and I will go around college football. I'm going to bring up the, the Kelly Bryant thing. Yeah, that's a story. That was a big talker yesterday, Trent. So He quit. For people that missed it, he didn't get a championship ring. Mm-hmm. And Dabo's not, he's, he's not inclined, he's inclined to, no, I made my decision I'm not moving off this decision. He quit our football team. Having said that, uh, and I'm not sure that if Lawrence plays that the Clemson doesn't win. How many games did Brian play? Four last year, Played right? four. Played four. And then... They don't beat Texas A&M without him. They don't beat Texas A&M. And, and what does that do to Clemson's chances to make that playoff or right. to be where they're at? Um Boy, I'm torn. I can see both sides of this thing. He quit the team, though, but he quit the team for selfish reasons. And I get the reason he did, because he played four games. If he stays around and Lawrence gets hurt and he's injected, I get that he's wearing that Tiger uniform. No, you know what? Dabo did the right thing. I mean, because of the fact that he did quit the team after four games, he, he maintained this year of eligibility. If he plays one more game, uh-huh. he, he's not at Missouri. He has to look out for his best He interest. did. Dabo has He's to look out paid. for the best. He's not an employee. It seems very petty from Dabo's side of things. I can see a side of things that I can... I hate when I can see both sides. Yes. I want to have an opinion, right or wrong. You don't want to be in that gray area, but... Yeah. To me, this isn't about participation trophy. This isn't a kid that was a walk-on that didn't play. He's he won the them football games. He did, I know. Without him... They might not be in the college football playoff. Does does Lawrence beat Texas A&M? I don't think so. Not at that point. Not that early. Boy, oh boy. Favorite to win the Heisman this year. Won a national championship. Set college football on its ear when he got his chance as a freshman. <laughs> I, mean, think I, I don't like participation trophies. I like you have I to know, earn it. I know. That's not what this argument is. This is different from that. Maybe that's why there is more gray area to it. This isn't just about... Everybody gets something. That's not what this is. No, I don't think it is either. I mean, he was the quarterback for four games. And again, the reason he quit, he was almost forced to quit. He was never going to play another down, as it turned out, because Lawrence didn't get hurt. Did he? Did well, he miss? He did, didn't he? He did. It was right after it was right after left. that. Right. Was that against Missouri? Mm, don't remember. Well, that's where Brian ended up. No, it was that close game that they almost lost in ETN. Yes. ETN put him on the back in the fourth uh-huh. quarter. Because Lawrence wasn't there. They had the... Third string quarterback. Right. But remember that because he got hurt. Trevor Lawrence yes, got hurt I early in that, that game. Yep. And people were saying, 
Kelly Bryant's still on campus. Yeah. Could he make his way to the stadium mm. and play the second half? I remember that. Of course. That no, happen. he was it leaving because if he left, he had an opportunity yes. to play one whole extra season of college football because of the redshirt rule. He He's, did it right. He did it right. Trent, he's not paid. If he was... Yeah, save that for another day. Yes. Um, boy, I can see both sides of it. Well, Bama Bob, you and I will talk about this a little bit more, as well as a whole bunch more topics. you got some great topics here on college football. I do. You really... Is this your favorite segment of the week? With Bama? With Bama. It yeah, just, it's pretty I mean, one of my favorites. We got some great guests. I love Cappy. Yes. I love Cappy. Paul Allen, when we can get him, and mm-hmm. we hope to get him every Friday uh, during the uh, season. He's a great get. He's just getting so damn busy. Our Hawkeye uh, local guys, guys, local are, guys are awesome. Yes. Um, but this Zubin's one, terrific. You get pumped up. I mean, hey, behind the curtain here, our production meeting before the show, <laughs> it's probably not the most in-depth, I'm going to say, in, yeah. in the Sports Talk Radio. We like to fly off the cuff a little bit. We've, I've never showed up with a script in my 24 no. years, ever. Script is not the way that we do and things. You know why I started doing that? Because when I first started calling races, mm-hmm. I would, tr- and I was, you know, scared, right? I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to be any good at it. So I would try and, in the back of my mind, run the race as I thought it was going to unfold. Yes. And it never did. Sure. So all that stuff that I was doing, I'd just throw out the window, right? Horse I think is going to be in front early, breaks last uh, every time. So I just thought, you know what, just come in here and just crack the mic and go. And go. That's Hey, what are we opening with? We we usually mention that. That's, we do. That's a, Well, let's start here, and then who knows where we'll, we'll go. Right. <laughs> and anybody that listens to the first hour of the first segment knows. We've, we don't know exactly where it's going to go, Absolutely. but we hit it all. Uh, let's get to Bama next. It's 16 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. We'll go around college football. We do with Bama Bob every Friday. And then on Mondays, we recap some of the bigger games uh, not involving the uh, two needle movers in the state. We'll do plenty of those as well uh, as we inch our way toward week one of college football. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Flash Joy. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Welcome back, Miller and Condon. 22 minutes after the hour 11. Full BAM 11.15. So this is in the ballpark. Nailed it. It's nailed it. <laughs> Precisely. Right on the money. Uh, Trent and I take you up until noon. or about 25 minutes or so away from giving you an opportunity to uh, win a couple of gift certificates from Claxon's Barbecue in Altoona. Uh, Bama, Trent, and Ken, thank you for coming on, Bama Bob. You can follow Bama Bob, by the way, on Twitter. Simple, at Bama Bob. Bama, good to talk to you. Before we get into college football, uh, you texted me Tuesday, Wednesday night. Um, you were watching Hard Knocks. You missed it on Tuesday. Funny, I was, I rewatched it on Wednesday. There was nothing on TV. And I was at the, right. I was rewatching it when you sent me a text. What a great debut, huh? Episode one, Hard Knocks 2019. Five out of five stars for me. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Ken, by the way, if only sports books kind of worked in the ballpark, man, we, we'd all be rich, wouldn't we? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen, Hard Knocks is great. I mean, it, I think every, I think it's great every year. Yep. I mean, it was it was interesting last year with the Browns and was it the tight end Kajust or whatever his mm-hmm. name was, and yep. you had the kid that was traded, and then of course this one you have the guy from Last Chance U. If you ever watched that show, Holly, who yep. you know who's you know just messed up his chance at an NFL career after about a day because right. he didn't go to you know he tight 
Achilles. I mean, if, if you're an undrafted rookie, you play until that thing snaps. Yeah, and you don't um, miss rehab if you have to. And you don't miss right. rehab and all that kind of thing. But the, to me, Ken, and you and I are old school. I think I don't. I don't think I'm insulting you by saying no. That, absolutely, badge of the, honor. The yeah, the voiceover that they had of John Facenda. Mm-hmm. You know, with the with the old uh, NFL films yep. and the Raiders it was just great. And then you know, you mix in Gruden, who was pretty tame, I think, in that episode. I think he's still kind of, I, I think, I think he's uneasy in front of the camera. Um, I think he may know that you know one day he may be back <laughs> in front of the camera in the booth, so he maybe he wants to kind of, you know, not not drop. You know, not go Todd Haley on anybody like like last year, but I mean, you're right. It's five stars, and you got Antonio Brown there with the frostbite and everything. And uh, apparently, this week they had a big fight with the Rams at practice, so that'll be great to watch. Well, Tuesday um, will be here before we know it, Bama episode yeah, two, and absolutely. I'm right. And with Gruden, and just to finish up on this, I thought he was at his best when they had that you know that team get together, that cookout with the families and all the kids there. Yeah, he could just seems like a proud pop with a smile on his face. I was great. Anyways. Yep. Let's move to college football. One of the uh, topics I I thought we would get to last week, but we didn't because we ran out of time. I'm going to bring back, and that's a former elite program that's down in the dumps right now. Uh, that college football, eh, maybe not for everybody, but it would be better if you know this former elite program was relevant again. And by relevant, I don't mean necessarily uh, competing for a national championship but a big name school bama that was really good and now they're really bad uh who's that team for you usc i mean and it's not just for their program it's really for their conference and and almost for an entire west coast region Mm -hmm. i mean washington has carried that torch the last few years and they just don't move the needle they've been in the playoff um you know i watched them a couple years ago and when they played alabama over in atlanta uh, you know, they've been sniffing around the playoff. Oregon kind of was, you know, held it for a little bit. But if USC gets back to being USC, I don't know that they'll ever be, you know, unless they cheat again, they'll never be the whole Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart, Lindell White, Pete Carroll type program. But, you know, I think they can get back into playoff contention, and they need to because that, that conference, we, we're already seeing, they're talking about going to 9 a.m. kickoffs. Yep. Uh, just to get some eyeballs in the early window, which I, we talked about, and I think is not a bad idea as needed. But you know, they they need USC to be on in prime time on the East Coast, and and that and that conference to be in on in prime time in the East Coast, and so that's why I think they're the one that that maybe is the most important, not only for them and and but for their conference, and maybe for all of the Pacific time zone. They they need to get back to. Uh, being relevant again. And that's a good one. How about you, Trent? You got one? USC was my first thought there. My second, though, is the ACC somebody, be it Miami mm-hmm. or Florida State See, that's my yeah. or Florida Virginia State. Tech, or they just need another foil for Clemson because mm-hmm. this is getting bad, and, and the conversation for the conference as a whole is getting for the ba- bad. The Pac-12 is worse because they don't have anybody. Right. Washington's been decent, but that's about it. They need somebody, but you need somebody else. It can't just be Clemson. And then the sisters of the poor along with it. You need somebody else. Whoever it is, 
take your pick out of the ACC. That's what you need. Yeah, I'm with you, Trent. That's a good one. Mine was going to be Florida State, and I certainly get Bama's USC uh, for sure because of that whole conference. And to your point, Trent, at least the ACC does have Clemson. You can't say that about the Pac-12, although I think Utah is going to be good this year. Uh, That remains to be seen. All right, boys, let's move on. We know that uh, when the first poll came out, uh, the AP coaches poll, uh, that uh, Clemson was one and Bama was two. There are 64 uh, P5 schools, 64 of them. So we know who number one and number two is. Trent, who's number 63 and 64? Well, we know who number 64 is, right? I don't know. Where are you going to go, Illinois or Rutgers? Kansas. Kansas? Kansas. It's got to be. Yeah, probably Kansas. Yeah. I like Puka, but when you look historically, yeah, that's Kansas. the way you have to go. Illinois won four games last year. I'm not going to put Illinois in my t- in my t- the two that I'm going to throw out. Illinois is not on the list. And they throttled Minnesota, a bowl team that won a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Rutgers still. Nope. I'd go Rutgers, Kansas, who we saw play recently in non-conference series, and maybe they need to bring that thing back. Kansas and Rutgers are by two. All right, how about you, Bama? Who are the worst two Power 5 schools for you? Well, I'm going to go on what expectations maybe for this year, and I'm going to leave Kansas out because I think Les Miles is going to make improvements. I don't know if it's going to improve in win losses, but he's okay. going to make improvements, I think. I'm going to go Rutgers. They have been a, an absolute abject disaster ever since they joined the Big Ten. And they need to just go back to you know the Big East or the AAC or wherever. I mean, they're not going to, but they don't move the needle at all. I tell you another team I think is really, really going to struggle this year, and that's Georgia Tech. Because they're mm-hmm. switching, for, you know, Paul Johnson's yep. gone. They're switching from the triple option to a standard, you know, you, you know what everybody else runs. And don't they get they don't Clemson early, Bama? Yeah, I think week one. Yeah, they, oh my God, it's going to be ugly because they don't have anybody. First of all, they can't really stop anybody on on defense, and they don't have a quarterback that's thrown more <laughs> than seventeen passes on their roster. So, I mean, I, I just think it's going to be. I think they are really going to struggle. I know the ACC is not very good, as we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, but I just think they are really, really going to struggle. Illinois was close on my list. Mm-hmm. God knows how Lovey Smith keeps getting raises, um, but he did. He got a contract extension. Uh, you, you're right. They showed you know marginal, minimal improvement last year, but it, it, for me, it's Rutgers, and I'm going to go Georgia Tech. Interesting. Uh, yeah, Georgia Tech, Clemson on Thursday night, fellas, 29th. Yeah, Thursday yeah. night. Uh, Oof. That, that's a name your score game. Yeah, I think it is. I, th- I absolutely think it is. All right, I'm with Trent. I'm going to go Kansas at 64. I didn't throw either of the two Big Ten teams in there. I think Rutgers is going to be. I don't know if Chris Ash's job is going to be saved. I, I like Carter last year when he was at Texas Tech, the left-handed quarterback that transferred over there. The incumbent, I, they've really worked with him. He was a freshman last year, and he was bad, as you would expect. Um, Rutgers wins four games. I don't think Kansas is going to win four games. I'll tell you a team for sure that's not going to win four games. Um, and that's my team number 63, I guess it would be. Maybe they're worse than Kansas. Any ideas, boys, where I'm going? They're terrible. They've won three games in the last two years combined. And they open up Oklahoma State on Friday night. They go to Hawaii. They play Cal Poly, so that will be their only win, I think. Oregon State? Oregon State. Oregon State. Yeah, that's a good one. Bad. Awful. They're bad. They are really bad. One out of the SEC is going to struggle. Who? Arkansas. Do you think so? Oh, yeah. You're too no improvement there? 
Ole Miss, too, as well. I mean, those two are going to be the dregs of the SEC, I think. That's too bad for but, Ole Miss. Yeah, I Oregon like State's a good pick because they, they're, 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 there's no future for them either. I don't, I don't see a way out. You know, like you said, they might win one game and it might be Cal Poly. Now, Arkansas didn't win a game, right, last year in the SEC? I think they, I think nope, they were they uh, shot out in the SEC and, um, yeah, Do they I play mean, in the they're West? in the same division with Alabama, LSU, a and Auburn State. I mean, you know, Auburn. So interesting. I don't know. They're going to be pretty bad. All right, try. they're not going to be you know bottom sixty four bad, but they're going to be really bad. Trent and I have been talking about this one this morning, Bama. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I hate as I said earlier. I hate when I really can make both arguments on Kelly Bryant. Yes, he quit the <laughs> team. Yes, I'm yeah. not sure that uh, Clemson's in the spot they were in uh, if, if he doesn't play those first four games. The fact that, uh, you know, he did quit and, and then Lawrence did get injured early in his career. Uh, but I get why Kelly Bryan didn't want to go back to it because he saved himself a year of eligibility. He was able to redshirt last year, thus making it uh, uh, him eligible to transfer this year and play at Missouri. So he gets an extra year of college football to own his craft. I get it. He's not an employee. He did the right thing. Uh, did Dabo Sweeney do the right thing, Bama? Should he have got a championship ring? You know, I don't know how it works. And like, take a sport like baseball. If you get traded at the deadline, and that the team you are traded away from wins the World Series, you get a ring. You get a ring for that? Yes. Yeah. So I, I can. I'm with you, Ken. I can see both sides of it. I would have leaned no. And although he did start and win four games, here's my rationale. Even if they lose, and he won against Texas A&M. Right. Okay, that was a, that was a big win. Um, and I believe that game was on the road, if I'm not mistaken. So. He, he won in College Station. I think they still take the playoff even if they lose that game. And I think if he didn't start those first four games, then maybe they're three and one. But then, you know, Lawrence takes over and they go on to do whatever they do. They're still going to make the playoff, I think. I, I kind of, if I had to lean one way or the other, it's probably 55 45 Dabo because, listen, I understand. You could have stayed. You knew you weren't going to play. You could have maybe had an agreement with Dabo. Hey, only put me in if, you know, Lawrence gets hurt. Don't give me any mop-up duty, please, you know, to save me the, uh, you know, the extra year because it's playing in four games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if he just stuck around, then he would have had his ring. He still could have, you know, had another year of eligibility. But you're right. You left the team. You, you, you quit on us for whatever reason. Uh, you know, maybe Lawrence got hurt week six, and now you could have come back and taken your job. So you you, you left us. So I, I lean fifty five forty five in in Dabo's argument. It does seem a little petty, but I, I I tend to lean more because he did choose to leave the team in the middle of the season. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence did get hurt in Game Five uh, against uh, yeah. against Syracuse. So. Syracuse, um, yeah. All right, let's let's move on from that. Um, I don't know if we've got any consensus. No, I can no. see both sides to it. He quit the team yeah. for his sake. In the middle of the season. Yeah, in the middle like of the season. I, I guess what I look, I hold up is Jalen Hurts. Look what Jalen Hurts did. Yeah. Okay? I mean, yeah. and it came back and worked out great for him, and now he's starting at Oklahoma. So, that to me, that's the way he's channeling. I understand Bryant's side of it. I really do. You know, he, he was looking out for his future, and that's fine. But when you look out for yourself, you're putting yourself above the team. If the team wins, then, you know, hey, sorry, you weren't here to enjoy it. Bamix, come out from college football that at least for 2019, there will not be an injury report. Nothing official that is out there. There are some programs that do it on their own. I know Wisconsin and Northwestern and the Big Ten have put out their own injury report throughout the years. 
but it is not going to be mandated by the NCAA. Good idea, bad idea. We know it'll be changing at some point, but for the here and now, did the NCAA get this right? Yes. They did. Uh, Yes, because the only reason to put it out is for gambling. Right. That's the only reason to put out an injury report. Um, Listen, these kids are exposed to so much. We've got to understand they're still college kids, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what are you going to do if you're holding out a kid for, quote-unquote, personal reasons? Well, then all the rumors start flying. You know, is he, is, does he, does he have a mental illness? Did he get in trouble? Is mm-hmm. he have family issues? All that kind of thing. So um, I, I, I don't like it. I, I'm fine. I am perfectly fine with them not putting out injury reports because the only people that's going to affect are gamblers. They're going to find out the information anyway, the, the true wise guys. They'll figure out who's playing and who's not. Uh, but I'm, I'm totally fine with it. They're exposed to enough. You know, let's leave their health. Or whatever it is out of it. Some some situations are obvious. You know, if a guy goes down in a game and, you know, you see his knee or whatever. It's kind yeah. Of, yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of obvious. Right. But, um, you know, for just the normal, you know, practice injuries, that kind of thing. And plus, I think it gives the, you know, it gives you an advantage, you know, or a disadvantage, uh, if, however you want to look at it. It gives your opponent an advantage knowing so-and-so is not going to play or he's hurt or whatever. So I, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with not putting it out for it. In the collegiate game, I I would like to see. I don't necessarily need to know what's wrong. But let me make up. A, you, you kind of stop me in my tracks there. In one respect, I, I would like to see a report come out and say who's available and who's not. I don't need to know why. I don't need to know if it's a if it's a knee. But if then if you're getting into you know a, a personal issue, you have to include. Well, I didn't see him get. He finished the game last week. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, did is, did somebody is run afoul? Did somebody steal some other kid's textbooks? Yeah, is it, is what, it an academic issue? Is yeah, issue? yeah. Is it a mental health issue? What is it? Then we'd I mean, be left to speculate. Yeah, there's a good point. That is a good point. That is a good point. Maybe, maybe you know what? Work on it. Come up with a, a designation that's a one size yeah. fits all. Because I don't need to know what part of the kid's got an injury. Because Upper my, body, lower body, like it's hockey not like does. the NHL does. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. And, and he's not going to play. But then if he does play, I'm not going to hold that school accountable because, you know, I, yeah, it's not going to be like the NFL. That's a, that's a good question. They maybe do have some work to do on it. It's a wishy-washy kind of Friday here, isn't and it? And the NFL, yeah. is, so, you know, Tom Brady's on the injury report every right. year is every week. Know, questionable yeah. every week. I mean, come on. I mean, it's so that, you know, Belichick makes a mockery out of that anyway. Mm-hmm. So. By the way, Again, Tom Brady, did I mean, you see yesterday, it was all over Twitter, I guess yesterday was the anniversary of Tom Brady playing significant playing time in his rookie year in the Hall of Fame game. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow. Here's the sixth-round pick from Michigan getting his first opportunity in the third quarter or whatever yeah. mop-up time in the Hall of Fame game that no team wants to participate in, and there's the greatest quarterback right. of all time playing for the first time in the NFL. Just uh, fascinating stuff. That's hilarious. All right, here's one more. This will be the last thing because we got to scoot on this. So we got about two minutes. Is there a big-time coach who right now we don't think is on the hot seat, that is going to, we're going to, when we get to November, late in November, we're going to be wondering if this big-name coach is going to be able to save his job, Trent Condon. Is there a name that pops into your head? 
that can save his job. Or there's going to be a tough decision. We weren't talking about this back in August, were we, boys? But here we are in November, and this big-time coach may be on his way out. On his way out. Well, I this one's kind of hard, but I look at Auburn, and I look at Gus. Yeah, Auburn's good. Just because, well, Bama, you can say it better than me. People are nuts. <laughs> the, the donors in the Auburn fan base yeah. are maybe the craziest in all of college sports. Mm-hmm. Well, and they gave him a ridiculous contract. Um, you know what? Forty nine, seven million a year for seven years. The 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 thing that was that would put that to a halt would be the buyout, which I think is still going to be after this year in the twenties, oh. like that mid twenty million. <laughs> um, and their schedule is awful. It and is. They're going to go seven and five at best. Yep. So he was on my list. I kind of, I kind of left him out because of the buyout. Mm-hmm. I think one more year and maybe the buyout gets, you know, palpable. But you're right about the fan base. They're, they're nuts. And, you know, <laughs> the biggest problem Malzahn has is 200 miles west, and that's yeah. Nick Saban <laughs> right. uh, in the success he's having. I'm going to give you one that I don't know would get fired, but I could see if things don't improve significantly this year, there's a mutual parting of the ways, and that's Jim Harbaugh. He mm. has got to produce. He is Ohio State. year five. He, yeah, he's the second highest paid coach in the, in the country. He's going into year five. I saw them in the Peach Bowl last year get whacked by Florida. They're opening as number seven. If Ryan Day you know, has Ohio State in the playoff and Michigan's sitting there eight and four, at the end of the year, I can see that fan base and that relationship having run its course, and now maybe he's looking at an NFL job or something like that. I don't know that they would fire him per se, but I think at that point you could say, all right, Jim, this just isn't where well, he hasn't developed a quarterback in five years, and they haven't won anything. I mean, it, it's just they lose to Notre Dame, Ohio State, I mean, and they – you know, drop another one somewhere along the way. I mean, you're the second highest paid coach. Michigan State picks him off. Yeah, I mean, you you got a rookie head coach sitting over there in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you need to win the Big Ten West this year. I know it's a tough East. division. Yeah, East. Sorry, yes, yeah. I know you need to win the tough. It's, it's a tough division with Ohio State and Penn State in there, but you need to win the Big Ten, and you need to be in the playoff contention because he hasn't really sniffed it since he's been there, and Ohio State has and and won it, and I mean, I could just see that one being a awkward situation toward the end of the year. I'm like, man, do we really want to keep going down this road because every every player on this roster now is yours, and we're still you know stuck in mud, so I could see that being one if things don't go right at the end of the year, there's some rumblings. Bama, we are out of time. I was going to throw out Tom Herman, maybe, but um, I, I like yours. I liked Harbaugh. Uh, we'll take a, a week off, Bama, and we'll do this one week from today. How about that? Sounds great, guys. And then the following week, we'll actually have a game to talk about. Although, Trent, you'll be off because I you'll be, be holding your son at that point. I, you might come in Friday. Maybe on Friday. I told Bama, though, I'm very excited to have baby boy Condon on the knee and watching Miami, Florida. You know, somebody asked August me today 24. if the Condon Casino is going to put an over-under on the weight of your son. 
when he's bored. <laughs> I will have a, uh, a double header that day. I will be at Wrigley Field in the afternoon and watching Florida Miami on uh, Clark Avenue at night. Wow, nice. that is a Saturday. That is. Bama will talk to you That's next a Friday. Saturday right there. Thank you, pal. Take care, guys. Good to talk to you, Bama Bob. Talking college football as we do each and uh, every Friday uh, with Bama. Uh, also- Eight point one is the over under at the Connick Casino. Eight point one. Eight point one. Yep. Eight pound one ounce. Yeah. All right. Well, get your bets in. <laughs> Somebody honestly asked me that today. Because they know you're such a degenerate. I have a sickness. Uh, Claxons is going to give you an opportunity to win some barbecue. Right now, we'll take the first four callers. If you get a ring, you are in. We'll give you four questions and a tiebreaker. You give us four answers. And uh, if you have the most right, you'll get a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up will get $25. we have reached that point of the year. We actually have some NFL games that we are going to throw into the mix. Yes. Yes, they're preseason, but who cares? 284-5966, 284-5966. First four contestants will play for Claxon's Barbecue. If you get a ringtone, you're in. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is Miller and Con in Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, coming up on 10 minutes before the hour of noon. Claxon's Barbecue, 3131 8th Street in Altoona. They'll give us an opportunity. They've been in business, by the way, for over 20 years. A restaurant in business over 20 years. They're actually approaching 25 years uh, in Altoona. Uh, Claxon's Barbecue. The winner will get $35 gift certificate. The runner-up will get 25 Shane, Bill, Brian, and Joe in that order. Let's go. Uh, Shane, you're up first. Shane, how are you? Uh, doing wonderful today. Good. Uh, the Pirates and the Cardinals have a three-game series this weekend at Bush. Who will win that series? Uh, the Cardinals. New Orleans, the Saints are a two-and-a-half-point favorite tonight over the Vikings. Who are you going to take in that one? Uh, New Orleans. Kansas City tomorrow's a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home versus Cincinnati. Who do you like there? Uh, Kansas City. Yelich and Bellinger. Will either of those two guys, and you get them both, hit a home run tonight? Tonight? Uh No. Uh, here's the tiebreaker, closest without going over. Teddy Bridgewater apparently is going to play a lot. I don't know what that means, but apparently he's going to play a lot tonight against his former team, the Vikings. Total passing yards for Teddy Bridgewater, closest without going over. 70. 70. Thank you, Shane. Have a good weekend. Thanks. Appreciate it. Bill is next. Bill, welcome to Miller & Condon. How are you, Bill? Great. Hi, boys. Uh, good to talk to you, Bill. Pirates and Cards, three-game set. Who do you like? I've got to take the Cardinals. Cardinals it is. Saints are two-and-a-half over the Vikings. New Orleans. Chiefs are three-and-a-half over Cincinnati. I'll take the Bengals on the points. Bengals and grabbing them points. Yelich and Bellinger, will they hit a home run tonight? They just need to hit one, but one of them needs to hit one. Will they? No. Teddy Bridgewater, tiebreaker, passing yards tonight, closest without going over, Bill. 99 yards. 99. Bill, have a good weekend. You too. Thanks, Thank you. Good to talk to you. Brian is next. Hey, Brian. Hey, how you doing? Good, thanks. Uh, Pirates cards. Who wins that three-game set at Bush? Unfortunately, I have to say the Cardinals. (laughs) Who are you a fan of? 
I'm a Cubs fan. Yeah, Cubs fan. That's what I think. Uh, New Orleans, <laughs> that's not a bad thing, Brian. Not no. a bad thing. Uh, New Orleans, two and a half over the Vikings. Oh, I got to go with my Vikings. And a boy. Uh, KC, three and a half over Cincy. Kansas City. Yelich or Bellinger? Either of those two gentlemen hit a home run tonight? I'm going to buck the trend and say yes. Yes, indeed. Okay. Uh, Bridgewater, this is the tiebreaker. Closest without going over. Total passing yards for Teddy B tonight. 87. 87. Thanks, Brian. Not a problem. Thank you. Thank you. And you have a good weekend. And Joe brings Claxons to a close for another week. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Good. Thank you. Pirates, Cardinals, three-game set. Who wins it? Uh, Cardinals. New Orleans, two and a half over the Vikes. Uh, New Orleans. Chiefs, three and a half over the Bengals. I'll take the Bengals. Taking Cincy, Yelich, and Bellinger. Either of those two guys hit a home run tonight? Uh, no. Teddy Bridgewater's the tiebreaker. Total passing yards. Closest without going over, Joe. I'm sorry. 100. 100 it is. Thank you, man. Thanks. And you have a good weekend. As we wrap up the final couple of minutes here of another... Boy, this week flew by for me. It did. Yeah, it's Ooh. already Friday. It was a uh, a good week after state baseball the week before. Mm-hmm. Getting back into it. Football is upon us yep. last night. It was fun being able to bounce around, going from the Packers over NFL Network. Right. They had a couple of games going Giants, on. Giants, Jets. You know what? I never went back to it when they had the weather delay yeah. at about, uh, I don't know what, to, just before 7, I think. Mm-hmm. I never went back to that game. Uh, Montgomery's touchdown was terrific with some of the Packers. I didn't see Lazard's touchdown live. I didn't either, nope. Uh, I'm not sure where I was. Maybe the Cubs, as they put it to the uh, the Reds last night, and I see the Cubs finally get a win on the road. Uh, that matchup tonight, Trent, I didn't know Bowers going for the Reds. Yes. I knew Darvish was pitching, but that is appointment TV. Got and that. 6-10, so it's early. Got the Vikings going on, certainly going to be o'clock. watching. I mean, no, Channel 8 at 7. Yes. Yep, you got that. So, And that's PA's call. I'm pretty sure that's the radio call. Is They, they call simulcast. it the simulcast. Yep. Yeah. That's at least what they've done in past years, mm-hmm. and I would guess that'd be the case. Of course, I'll be watching Twins Indians. Yes, That'll be at the will. forefront for me. And you'll be out at the fair. It's Eastside night, right? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> no, I won't see the fair again no? this year. The we went last continues. night. You did. How was it? I, it was good. It was good. Uh, Tara How much wanted is it to, to get go. in? How much is admission now? If you go after 5 o'clock, they reduce it. I think it goes from like 11 bucks to 8 or something like yeah. that, or 12 to 9 A lot of people? Yeah, it was busy out yeah. there first night. And a beautiful night, too. I mean, this didn't even have a beer, though. You what? Well, I was with my 37 week pregnant wife. Yeah, but he just got a. Yeah. Really? Well, she was shuffling along. She wasn't moving very quickly, but she wanted to go. She <laughs> yeah, didn't want she's to miss the fair. Good so for her. We got it done night no, night one. Now I don't have to worry about it Not a anymore. Boy. Uh, spend no East Side night for me. No, but it'll be packed. It's, it's yes. a crazy night. Uh, no doubt about that. All right. Uh, I'm going to go pick up my girlfriend. Uh, it's Stella night at the Miller. Stella pays Ooh. a visit. Looking forward to having you her You still over. mix that with your Bud Light? No, not Stella. Yeah. Stella is by itself. I mix the, uh, the Peace Tree Red Rambler. It is so, I mean, <laughs> one of those and I'm... Three sheets to the wind. Anyways, <laughs> Murph and Andy at two, the Fanatics at four, the pregame show tomorrow with uh, Emery Songer and Sean Roberts. That's eight. Have a wonderful weekend. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.